Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, good morning. Welcome back. We're live at Slime Sports Store on this beautiful sunny Saturday. It's 27 but feels like 40. I think. Is that correct? Uh, Gary Birkinshaw finishing his sausage and bacon burger. I've got to say, I reckon that's the best in the history of the sports show, that burger. I can't, can't ask him a question, so let's go straight to Flynn Coventry Searle. Alongside him is Alana Pitcher. Alongside Alana is Lilia Tataranoff. And Dylan Richardson has joined us too. So I reckon this will be the best 15 minutes of 2023 on our sports show. Flynn, you're just back from Germany. Great to see you. Yeah, great to be here. It's um, a great foundation, so to be invited to another breakfast is awesome. What's the tennis standard like in Europe? It's amazing. I mean, like, they just get everything back, and so it's really good for us to develop our consistency, but very inspiring. So a lot to work on, but we're nearly there. Who were... You don't have to name names, but what were some of the nationalities where you thought, wow, these guys are incredible? Pretty much everyone. I think the best 70 in most of the European countries are about as good as the top 10 in Australia. So um, we're right up there, though. Like, it's 100% possible. So you just got to keep working hard. After your time there, what do you feel like you have to work on now that you're back home? Yeah, again, I mentioned consistency. I think that was a big part. Like, just they get everything back. So just being able to stay patient, work the points a bit more. But, yeah, I think just create, uh, keep the creative flair. What, uh, what type of game have you got? So I asked that because we saw Djokovic win at the US Open and they said that he mixed his game up. He actually came to the net a lot more than normal. So you're the type of player that's going to throw something like an X-factor at an opponent? Yeah, I think um, I really like coming to the net. I really like playing doubles, so my volley skills are quite good. Um, so that's definitely something that I have as a point of difference is that I can volley, so not a lot of people do that that much in the men's game anymore so to be able to do that again as a point of difference is really good hey what about this gary birkinshaw's finished his mouthful finally <laughs> what a burger that was take it away mate yeah that was a rookie error wasn't it eh, on the radio <laughs> but Flint, one thing i'll go back to something you said earlier on you said that the top 70 players in europe would be better than the in the country they'd be better than the top 10 in australia why would that be do you think uh, I think obviously like the geographical point of view where they can travel an hour to play a world-class tournament rather than we have to travel 22 hours and get on a bunch of planes. But um, yeah, it's again like the fact that we've got a Grand Slam here is really helpful because it makes a lot of the Europeans come over. I tell you, that is such a good question because in the sport that you guys, you all know that I love water polo. Like the Aussies are so far off the pace not so much our women, but our men, as hard as they try, and they're, they're all outstanding players. But because in Europe there's such great competition, and you just answered that, that's a perfect answer. How old are you, by the way? I'm 13. So we've had the best 12-year-old interview. Now we've had a 13-year-old interview. Off to Adelaide soon? Yeah, hard court nationals coming up, so really excited for that. Uh, just working hard right now, but I'm going to be ready.
Yeah. Hey, could everyone here, well done, Fling Coventry Sewell. Could everyone give this young lady a round of applause? Made her debut at the World Track and Field Championships. Come on in, Alana Pitcher in Budapest. Wow, what an event for you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you. You raced in hot and humid conditions. Tell me about your performance and, you know, not that far really in the grand scheme of things off the medals. Yeah, um, it was pretty brutal conditions, but we were kind of caught a bit off guard because it was really nice when we started in the morning. But um, given that it is a three-hour race, it's a long time for the weather to change. Um, so, yeah, we had pre-cooling, so we were kind of ready. Um, but I think I might have got a little bit too caught up in the excitement of things and possibly went out a little bit too hard at the start for what the conditions could cater for. So um, it was definitely a great learning experience, though, and just racing with that calibre of athlete, it was incredible. Yeah, the atmosphere, it's so hard to describe. Watching the footage, you were kind of in the pack just behind the lead group. Uh, and then at one stage, I think you were isolated, and that's really hard work, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I always seem to end up by myself, so I was so determined, no, I'm finding a pack, at least for the first 10K or so, like have a little bit of company. Um, but like it always happens to be, I was by myself, which has its pros and cons. I think it's really good. I can just get into my own flow and not worry about what everyone else is doing, and I think that's really good for... Um, just you know keeping on top of pacing um but yeah it definitely serves its own challenges as well hey uh, what an event for the australians and uh another former scholarship holder nicola oloschlagers finishes on the podium in fact it's the first time ever that two australian athletes have finished on the podium at a world championships because eleanor patterson superb performance to finish second Absolutely. Oh, the girls were incredible. The whole team was just so good. I think we knew that it was going to be a really, really strong team this year, um, but they really didn't disappoint. It was such a goosebumps moment watching them compete, and, yeah, I was so, so happy for them all. Now, Lana, you're a star in your own right, but we're over at the World Championship where you've got the best athletes in the world. Is it hard not to be stargazing? Oh, my goodness. I was starstruck the entire time. It was, yeah... So much imposter syndrome at the beginning. I was like, it's so hard to accept that I'm here and to feel like I should be here with all these incredible people around me. But they were so supportive and so good at sort of fostering me into that environment and being so welcoming into the team too. So I'm really thankful for that. It's a brutal race, 35 kilometres. And I believe in Paris, it's back down to 20. But tell me, like a war of attrition. So you finish in sub three hours, I think 2.57 or to be exact. What about the winner though? So she's down in the low 240s. Yeah, she is just insane. And she um, actually backed up after doing and winning the 20-kilometre walk three days before. So she's just on her own level. It was so incredible watching her, just so classy how she approaches her walking and so headstrong and just stays so calm in the race and has this just feisty pace and kick at the end that no one can really keep up with. So, yeah, she's amazing. Hey, uh, Dylan's here too. I know he'll be far too humble when he comes across in a moment. So can you tell us how great he is? Because I know what he's going to be like before he gets on the mic. He is incredible. I don't think I know anyone who works harder than Dylan has over the last how many years he's done this, probably at least 15. Um, you know, he's always just been this quiet achiever. I'm so glad he's finally getting his rightful place on the world stage where he belongs. Yeah, look forward to seeing what happens for you in the next 12 months, particularly with uh, an Olympic year. Lilia Tataranoff, round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Back from the World Junior Championships in Cali, Colombia, and also a medalist 
at the Youth Commonwealth Games. Congratulations on that. How did it feel to be a part of that team? Um, it was pretty awesome getting to represent Australia at the international level. Um, so that was pretty awesome. Yeah, you uh, picked up medals in your pet events, but tell our audience. Um, yeah, so I got third in the uh, Kieran and the sprints, and I won the 500 metre time trial. Yeah, congratulations. And uh, it was a warm up for the world champs. But I want to ask about the Youth Commonwealth Games. You know, we've seen that, uh, you know, Melbourne was going to host or Country Victoria. And what was it like at the junior level, though? Um. <laughs> In Trinidad and Tobago. So what was it like being a part of that team and competing against nations from around the world? And that was also your first real international event. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, we also got to like be um, surrounded by other sports, which was really cool that we could like um, talk to them and get some more insight on all the other sports and how they train and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was pretty awesome. And the world champs in Cali, Colombia. So uh, one of your training partners wins a world title. You just race so strongly and you came up against... Uh, a couple of Russian athletes and also a Chinese athlete that were just at the top of their game and also older. Yeah, um, they were one year older than me, but they were just they were just so fast, just absolute powerhouses. Um, but hopefully I'll be up to their level next year. Well, yeah, talk us through your training schedule to, to reach the level that you do, and you, you're doing it here from Gossip, which facilities probably aren't the greatest. So, so what program do you run? How much travelling do you need to do to achieve what you achieve? Yeah, well... Um, I travel about, I mean, train about five times a week, um, three times at the track, two times in the gym, um, and we'll usually travel up to um, Banks, or down to Bankstown once a week to get to train at the um, indoor velodrome, which is an awesome facility. Um, but hopefully next year, um, when I finish my HSC, I'll get some more time to train and really step it up. I tell you, it was just such a pleasure. I mentioned it earlier to watch you and Nicole you know, go through your paces yesterday. You were doing a gruelling set too, which is more an endurance set. But to see two junior world-class athletes right on our doorstep was just such a privilege. Congratulations. I know you're off to Adelaide now. And what does 2024 look like? Yeah, well, hopefully um, I'll be selected for the Junior Worlds in China um, next year. So that'll be uh, lots of fun. Um, and we've got nationals and oceanas and hopefully i can get some pvs and do well yeah well done we're super proud of you lilia tataranoff well done and uh dylan will bring you in in this segment as well mate so congratulations to you world university games and i think you pick up uh do you pick up a couple of medals there or in in the team event yeah so in the team event we um managed to grab the, the bronze for um yeah for, for the team and that was essentially our plan when we're heading over there as, as a team with the, with the four of us. That was our plan to get over there and go and do that. So, tell me about racing in China. Racing in China was hot, but the crowd and the atmosphere was nothing like I've ever experienced. Um, but yeah, just brutal conditions. But it's definitely yeah once in a lifetime experience. That's for sure. Yeah, tell me about uh, what city did you race in? What distance was it? Was it the twenty k and so you do the individual event, but it also counts as a team race. And my next part of that question is, who's in the Aussie team with you? So the race where we, where we raced was in Chengdu. It's the fourth largest city in China. And I think it's about 22 million people, which is just nuts. <laughs> and 
yeah, so we race, it's a 20-kilometre event, we race it individually, but then it was a cumulative time down to, um, yeah, to get the third place between the four of us. And the four of us was uh, myself and then two ACT boys, uh, Tim Fraser and Mitch Baker, and then, then a Victorian, uh, Will Thompson. Is it a game changer for you now you've had that exposure to international competition? Just having the race experience itself is is great. It's yeah, like like I said, like you don't get that experience in Australia, even at the national events. And so just having that many people on the sideline, the crowd cheering and all that sort of stuff, it's just unlike anything else. So you talk about that experience, Dylan. Just explain to us what did you pick up? What did you, what did you bring away from that event? To be honest, just no matter how confident you are going into the event, just respecting the distance and respecting the conditions and the other athletes because I started the race very confident thinking that I was going to smash it out and I got to the 12k mark and I was just bonked. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely a bit of a learning curve for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, talking to Lilia yesterday, I said, like, I, I've loved watching her in the last 18 months and you think Lilia takes the track and wins, but then there's part of you that thinks, wait a minute, she's gone to the other side of the world and there's so many factors to get it right when you get there. So you haven't got long to acclimatise. Then you're straight onto the track and you're expected to be at your best. So same deal with you in China. Uh, are you out of the famous Frank Overton stable? And if so, tell me about that legendary coach. Yeah, so I've, Frank's actually my grandfather and... So he's been coaching on the Central Coast for, I think, I don't know, forever. <laughs> and um, But yeah, we've got a really good group going at the moment. And there's, yeah, definitely, it's definitely a good atmosphere to train in. So it's, yeah, it's pre pretty lucky to be on the coast doing that. So for sure. You seem like a different guy already from being overseas and winning a world medal. Uh, congratulations to you. Could you just name a few names? So apart from yourself and Alana... Like, we've got some fabulous race walkers on the Central Coast. So, on the Central Coast, in training under Frank, we've also got um, an older guy named Carl Gibbons. So, he competed last year in the uh, World Race Walking Teams Championships, and then he also went to World Champs as well. But he's been injured most of the time this year. Um, and then we've got some really good juniors coming up, coming through. So, I think we've also got, like, Alana's sister, Sienna, as well. She's only 16, but she's just coming through. Um, yeah, definitely interesting to see what the future holds. For sure. She might have a foot in both camps because I think she ran the 1500 last week at the New South Wales Championships. Well done, mate. Great to see you. A round of applause for Dylan Richardson. Uh, medalist at the World Uni Games in Chengdu, China last week. Hey, mate, that is the best 15 minutes of radio in 2023, I'd say. And I reckon that can go back to the foundation as well because they're all talented athletes, there's no doubt about that. But the way they hold themselves in, in front of the cameras and just the way they interview and the way they're able to talk and, and relate their experiences is just fantastic. Yeah, I think we said that we put Wade Barr in a time capsule. I think we'll put that 15-minute slab in a time capsule.